What's up, everybody? It's your old friend, John Middlecoff. I'm here to tell you about our friends at Game Time. Here's what I need you to do. Go to your smartphone, download a little app called Game Time. Baseball season's in full swing. Oracle Park. Been there a million times. Never doesn't live up to the hype. Go get yourself some garlic fries, a brewski, maybe uh, some ice cream. They have very good Ghirardelli ice cream there. And when you do that, promo code HAM. So download the Game Time app. Your first pair of tickets, promo code HAM, H-A-M, save $20. The A's, only going to be in the Bay Area for the rest of this season. You probably can basically go for free. Just buy a pair of tickets to any baseball game. They also have comedy shows if you want to check one of those out, or concerts. Game Time app, promo code HAM, save yourself $20. We don't even need to thank you. Just hammer that promo code. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at trylifemd.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. Milkoff! Hey, behaves! We are, uh, this is second podcast of the day, as was the plan. Who does this? Nobody I know. I don't know about you, John. No one I know. No one I've ever come across would even think about doing this guy. Yeah, it's <laughs> first time it's ever happened since maybe the last time we did it. Uh, but we're recording a second podcast. The other podcast that was out, it came out Monday. That one's still totally relevant. Go listen to that one. If you missed the Papa Pod, go listen to that one. But this, we, we said Niners play Monday Night Football, week two of the preseason. John being the Niner homer that he is, was like, we got to do a Garoppolo. So here we are. We're doing a Garoppolo Niners preseason pod. Well, Because you, you had told me today, you're like, well, opening weekend, because the Raiders are playing that late Monday night game, you're like, well, we're going to have to do one at like 11 o'clock at night. I'm like, well, if we're going to do that, <laughs> then we're going to have to do one tonight. And luckily, because the, the starters come out at like 6 o'clock, it's not even that crazy. Yeah, I don't know about that uh, 11 Why, o'clock. I mean, I have the email evidence. You sent me an email <laughs> and you said it. It was crazy. I'm like, well, you know, I'd like to get a little shut eye, but, you know, it's week one. I get it. The buzz will be high. Hey, by the way, we do have to thank uh, all you guys, all you listeners, everybody, because we said last week Manscaped, Manscaped.com was like, we'll test it out. We'll come on the podcast for a week, see what happens. Well, they resigned, John. Is that right? Is that done? They resigned. Six yeah, weeks. Yes. It's, uh, so so they, obviously the response was good, so we appreciate that. Well, they're like, because uh, I, I kept seeing their ads everywhere, so I slid into their DMs, and she didn't know who I was. Uh, I hyped it up pretty good, and she basically just said, well, I'll give you a trial run. I'm like, a trial run with ball shavers with our audience? <laughs> Home run. <laughs> and I, I think she was like, you know, she didn't know. I, I give her credit for even just giving us a try because I kind of came out of left field. 
But she was fired up. She's like, you guys crushed it. I said, our, our listeners are the best. Yep. So you go promo code so, HAM yes, and are. you include Thank ball you. trimmers and a lot more 2.0. I mean, people, people are going to order, guy. So anyway, we're going to get to Jimmy. We appreciate everybody. Well done, Middlecoff. This podcast, however, is not brought to you by Manscaped. They'll be back at a later date. This podcast, this podcast is brought to you by Ease and EaseWellness.com. Yep, got Ease.com, promo code HAM, $20 off your first purchase, over $50, you know, potentially free delivery depending on where you live. Here's the key, though, guy. They got THC, they got vapes, they got pre-rolls, they got everything you want. But if you don't want the THC and you want that thing called the CBD, you just go to EaseWellness.com which is basically Amazon for CBD. I say it all the time. Like It's serious. They deliver it to your front door, CBD, in three to five days, drop shipment. It doesn't get any easier. You go to easewellness.com. You shop away. You know, it's, it's, it's just crushing it. Like my parents' generation, people over 50 with aches and pains love CBD. Get it, get it to your parents. We got Christmas and, you know, the eight crazy nights aren't that far away. Just, what, are we three or four months away? Just get something for the holidays. Uh, hell, Halloween, maybe give out CBD to the kids. I don't know. You, you can do whatever your little heart desires. Just go to easewellness.com, promo code AM. Uh, I think you got to be, I think you got to be over 18. So I, uh, yeah, I wouldn't recommend, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't recommend feel about that. the recommendation was, uh, a little over egregious there. Uh, easewellness.com. Anyone 21 and over can get verified online in minutes at ease at ease.com. Sorry, ease.com. And then easewellness.com as well. And if you're not a first time user, share it with your friends. We appreciate you spreading the pod. I checked recently, John. Uh, the, the 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 iTunes five star ratings just continue to grow. But keep adding them if you haven't reviewed and rated the pod. That's not related to ease. I don't know why I started going into that. We're just selling everything here. Uh, and this podcast is brought to you by Sleep Number. Right now, Middlecoff, the biggest sale of the year. All beds are on sale at your local Sleep Number store nationwide. There's 575 of them. All beds are on sale at Sleep Number. Well, think about this, guy. You wish your mattress could be firmer or softer? That's what yep, Sleep yep. Number bed is famous for. You can adjust each side. So, again, like Monday night opening weekend, when you're only going to get three or four hours of sleep because we record a podcast into the middle of the night after the Raider game, you just you just get on the right side. Because how about a bed that helps keep you asleep? The Sleep Number 360 smart bed senses your movements and automatically adjusts so your effort effortless with it under the effortlessly comfortable all night. I'm like a computer. You know, you just got to keep working through it. Eventually, you get it out. You will love it. Just ask J.D. Power. Sleep Number has been ranked number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses. 2018 award information. Visit JDPower.com. Yep. I mean, it's it's the best of both worlds. Like hot ice. Wasn't that the line from Rookie of the Year? It's hot ice. Yeah, I love hot ice. Um, Sleepnumber.com slash ham. Find the store nearest you. Sleepnumber.com. Slash ham, and we'll tell you uh, about legacy box as well coming up. All right, Jimmy G, John. Uh, according to GFF, Guy Football Focus, two interceptable balls. Only threw one pick, but GFF, I had him at two interceptable balls. Um, not good, not good. Well, one actually stayed in the guy's hands, right? That's that's <laughs> so. correct. I just write that as an interceptable ball. Whether the DB can catch or not is irrelevant to my to GFF stats. But yes, one did stay in the guy's hands. That pass was bad. Even that was awful. I don't know which was worse. Uh, they were all pretty shitty. It's one of those rare instances, and it happens when a guy is really, really terrible. 
where the eye test is worse than the numbers, and I don't know if the numbers really could have been much worse. One for six, zero yards, a pick, an interceptable pick that got dropped, and a zero quarterback rating. So, like, the, the literally the stat line, it's pretty hard for it to read much worse, but I swear to God, what I witnessed is worse than the stat line. Do you agree? Yes. <laughs> now, the... We'll start with the, I don't know what they were saying on the television because I muted it. Tim Ryan was adamant that someone ran the wrong route. And I think this is pretty simple. That on the first, I guess his first play was tipped by Shelby Harris. I mean, how many tips did Shelby Harris have? Like six? Maybe make Shelby Harris look like Aaron Donald. What's going on there? Jimmy, I mean, can he throw it over the defensive tackle? But on that first pick that he threw, Joe Staley whiffs. So Bradley Chubb, who was a fifth overall pick, and who's going to be a superstar for for uh, for Vic Fangio, is coming right at him. Which shit happens? Do you know what you do? You do two things. You either airmail the ball into the coaches. Might have been Denver sideline. You just airmail it there. No one says anything. Or, you know what you can do? No problem. And I think this is what Kyle and I would imagine Mike Shanahan, who sat in that office forever, just hit the ground, guy. Just hit the ground and hold on to the ball. Like my biggest takeaway is not like, you know, he had a weird game and the O-line was terrible, whatever he was. Ta- his decision-making. If his decision-making is shitty, they are screwed. Like, if his decision-making is shitty, you're looking at a five or six win team. Like, that's not, that's not even really an opinion. That's clear. Like, one of the reasons they were so good down the stretch two years ago, he was throwing touchdowns and not throwing picks. Feels like every other pass, you're holding your breath like he might throw a pick. Yeah. Again, preseason game, and I've said I refuse to overreact to preseason games, but he hasn't played in a year. Yeah, and I wonder, and this just occurred to me, so I did not come in with this glass half full take. It's not even a glass half full take. I do wonder when you go into a game knowing I got two series, as it turned out three, it was so bad they gave him a third, put his life at risk. Um, But when you go in knowing that, are you you more likely to throw a ball that you wouldn't otherwise throw? But what, what, what about I, when you've been practicing against that team? So it's not really an uncommon opponent. Like, you're, you've been seeing them for a week. That's what tonight makes it a little weird. That's where I, I've been thinking to why myself, is that? do I put more stock into it or do I put less stock into it? Like, Denver kind of had them teed up and went after them. Yeah, see, I put, I, I don't, I probably doesn't affect my stock, but if pressed, I'd probably put less stock in it for the offense, given that they've just kind of seen your, whatever your routes are. Or some variation of what you're trying to do. That's on what offense, I'm saying. Even if it's and, limited. And they, so and if Denver I had now to, I'd put a little too. Right? Because Denver stole their quarterback coach, the dude from UC Davis. Before we start, before we start giving them excuses, I'm, I'm not I, defending I, or anything. I'm, I know, I'm I know you're to, not. Neither am I. I just think we need to really, really focus <laughs> in on how awful it looked. Yeah. Well, because even guys, it wasn't that much of it. I refuse to talk about anything with preseason with starters. So this, my number one takeaway is that's one of the biggest dumpster fire first fucking three series I've ever seen from a starting quarterback in the history of the NFL, especially a guy making $27 million. Like, that's... I just really... I really <laughs> want to focus on the two interceptable balls. Like, it was a disaster, guy. So, the first one... And somebody asked you on Twitter, I saw, is that happy feet? The first one wasn't just a bad decision. It looked like a bad play. Right? Well, Staley whiffs. Staley whiffs... There's two receivers in the same spot. One of them's a running back. Well, the running and back is clearly running a wheel route. So to me, Marquise Goodwin potentially does the wrong thing. But still, 
Even if he was but if Marquise Goodwin isn't there, that ball still isn't getting their feet. to Matt yeah, Breda. their feet as they're running. It was a terrible... Well, because it was such a poorly thrown ball. It was a disaster, guy. It was a disaster. He... But was it happy feet? No, because happy feet to me is when you freak when no one's around. When you're getting hit in the chin, which he was about to get hit if he stood there, that then is like, that's a poor decision. To me, if he's wide open, he's sitting there and you deliver a strike, it's like, okay, he's a tough guy. Well, if nobody's open... I, what do they say? Just live to fight another down? Just hit the goddamn ground. What What are you doing? That was a, it was a, that was a jaw-dropping, like, holy shit. Especially because, and guy, listen to the radio broadcast that clearly know all the inside information. He was told, and maybe they said this on TV too, two series. That's what he was going to get. Yeah. Well, they put him out there for a third. So they basically acknowledged it was a problem, right? They had to keep working through it. Now, as part of that, because yes. they're both three and outs, maybe. <laughs> but, so you just go, because it's easy to justify two series, right? If you get a 10-play drive and a seven-play drive, right? And you get some... Guy, he left. I don't count the screen when he's backed up as a completion. He did not get a real <laughs> completion. Like, that's... That was tough. That, that was tough. Uh, okay, the second pass. The ball that should have been intercepted. Was it thrown too softly to get picked off? Is that what happened? Because that was not that. I, I don't know. I What was your analysis of that play? That the guy should have been walking into the end zone with the ball. Yeah, I mean, it's <laughs> yes. They're like, do these guys know what plays are coming? Like they, they just look lost. And this is where I, I'm hesitant with the preseason, but it just looked like Look, this whole thing is what yeah. isn't with the preseason. That's aside. Let's just <laughs> let's just freak out about that throw. Okay, it was awful. I mean, it was. There's it was no way so around bad. it. It was awful, especially when you just go. Okay, the two quarterbacks. Joe Flacco looks as good as he did in like three years. I mean, th- their wide receivers are running free all over the fucking place. The 49ers are covered like a blanket all over the place. The O line's getting smoked, and it looks like Jimmy doesn't know what to do. That's what's crazy. I, I, Jimmy, I thought you went to Belichick school for three and a half years. I thought you've gone to Shanahan school now for two. Your bank account's enormous. What is going on? It's one thing to just play bad, like drops or whatever. It's another thing to just look outmatched. Like, why even roll them out? That it was a joke. I mean, I again, now I'm, I feel like I'm going too far. See, this is what I wanted. But this is what I wanted. You have to admit, though, just the eye test, you step away, and you, there's no other takeaway beside that was a disaster, Right? There's no really other takeaway. Yeah, well, the take yes, it's now now I'll I'll take it back the other way. As much of a disaster to me the only disaster that can happen in the I do have a couple positives injury. for a later. The injury is the only like word I'd feel comfortable using disaster for. But like if you just view the game like the like a coach when they have a practice, right? When they have their first joint practice against the Broncos. When they go back and evaluate the tape, they go that was a good day or that was a bad day. That's kind of what a preseason was. That was a really shitty day, right? Yeah. That was a yep. really shitty day. You just look at it like a practice that happens to be against another team. Because I would imagine they had some moments, right, during practice during with the Broncos where they went, that was good. We executed well. Even on shit that didn't work. We like we liked that. We loved that effort. To me, it looked like they were out-efforted. They were out-hustled. It's like they didn't even really want to be there. I, I don't know. It, it looked like one team did. One team was approaching it with a with a purpose and the other team had no purpose and here's the scary thing Bradley Chubb's an elite player 
But Joe Staley is your starting left tackle, and he was getting beaten like a drum. He was getting destroyed. Now, is there a chance that Bradley Chubb's the next Khalil Mack? Yes. I mean, there legitimately is. You might be looking at a Hall of Fame pass rusher. Guy, he had 12 sacks as a rookie. And that was with Vance Joseph. So, part of it is, are we looking at a top three or four defense? Potentially, yeah. Because what does Fangio usually do when he's got good players? Are we looking at the guy that the Niners should have made the defensive or they, if they could have made well, they, the defensive they, they coordinator tried, they, last they year? They tried, and they, they couldn't. He wouldn't come. And he was right. I mean, he, I would have stayed in Chicago, too. Yeah, and he became a head coach, so it was fine for him. But Yes. Vic Fangio's good at coaching defense. Uh, we know that. Yeah, the other, How about Emmanuel Sanders? He's I mean, been in torn Achilles. He just comes back flying all over. Like, where are the Niners receivers? To me, as big of Jimmy is a problem, which Jimmy is a problem, but at least I know I've seen Jimmy do something before. These other guys, like, can, can Marquis Goodwin get open? Does anyone else know what they're doing? Like, if George, if, if George Kittle is not playing, are the Niners just screwed? Because you've been saying this for a while. Their margin for error from being like, yeah, they might be a 9-10 win team and being like a 5 win team is fucking like a, a, a person and a half. You know, it is like the Patriots and the Eagles are like, it's like eight players for them to go from playoff to disaster. The Niners, right. it, it's like, it could be a play. <laughs> well, it's like one lineman and Kittle. They, one old lineman and Kittle. That's their margin. Or it could just be Jimmy's not good. Well, yeah, or that. <laughs> and that, that. But even if he's solid and, and old lineman's out and Kittle's hurt, it's like, ugh. One thing that I noticed a little bit tonight, and maybe it's just whenever you get your balls tipped. Uh, at, Sorry? <laughs> when you're, the football is tipped to the line of scrimmage, and you're a shorter, mm, and, and you're a shorter quarterback, you, it feels short, right? Yeah. Because like, yeah. when you watch Flacco... But, that, but the first one, like the D-lineman was dropping. Well, he did it twice. Because Tim Ryan oh, was like, bro, are you going to rush? It's like, well, Tim, he doesn't... I mean, maybe he knows. Like, you can drop back. This isn't fair! Rush! No, no, I mean, exactly. Like, I'm sorry. That's on Jimmy. You watch Flacco, that you say what you want, Flacco's fucking huge. His balls are not getting tipped. Manscaped.com promo code ham. But <laughs> did Jimmy look a little small? Well, you know, we've talked about this from day one. Like, I've kind of always felt that way. Let's just... But what? Okay, let's, let's just overreact. Let's go let's, positive? No, let's overreact to a preseason game. Big picture. What if Jimmy sucks oh, this okay. year? What happens? Beside him just not being on the team next year. Yeah, I mean, now that's a disaster. If Jimmy's bad enough where they don't want him back. Yeah. Well, I mean, the disaster would be the season. Then being able to get out of the contract would not be a disaster. Are you bad enough that you're drafting? There are good quarterbacks in this next draft, we think. We haven't even seen their next season we yet. We see it so happen all knows. the time. They might not be that good when the season ends. They might not be. Know? But, yeah, I mean, that's, and who, and that's it, a disaster, John. And who knows with... Uh, you know, Kyle Shanahan, a.k.a. Bill Polian in the scout room, he's not exactly Mr. Evaluator. I mean, he took C.J. Beathard in the third round. Let's not act like he would just like those guys, even if they are good. Because we've seen him when Andy's like, God, Mahomes the next farm. Kyle's like, ew, gross. Deshaun Watson. Yeah, I mean, like, to, to me, the con- yeah, well, that's fair. I think the conversation that comes even before that is, is this guy talented enough to be a starter? We all think so. So is Kyle not as good with quarterbacks as we thought? Who, who's right? talented like, enough to be a starter? Garoppolo. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, right, that's, I mean, guy, we're getting dark here, but that, that would be part of the conversation. They, they thought we wouldn't, guy. Well, I mean, part of yeah, I feel Is this just an overcorrection? I feel like some of this is just an no, overcorrection. Uh, this, this is the great part about football. In the NBA, we spend all of our time 
talking about AB type stories. And it really drives me nuts. And that's kind of why like yeah. I'm even starting to get tired of the AB story. Like I like I like on the field stories. That's the great part about football is why we every week when we do our Sunday podcast or Monday podcast reacting to the games, it's just like you quote unquote overreact because you only get one game a week. And with Jimmy, what made this unique, like Flacco, if, it, if I was a Bronco fan, I might be like, God, Flacco might not be that bad, you know, relative to what we had. But it's like Flacco just looks like Flacco. Like he might be fine. At least I know I have a body of evidence and his work forever, right? I got some idea what's going on. Like if, if Guy Haberman is going to call a fucking NFL game week one, Fox calls you, hey, we got someone went down, call this game. You know what they know? They have a pretty good idea what Guy Haberman's going to sound like. Now, if they called me and they went, hey, middle cop, we want you to be the play-by-play guy, I'd be fucked. I mean, it would be a disaster. Now, if they, they found a college guy that had done some work, he'd still be way over his head, but he'd at least have a feel for doing it. Like, Jimmy, our, our sample size on the guy is so tiny, and I think we lose touch with that, and I'm changing the way that, like, I'm not overreacting to players as much anymore. Like, rookies you can. But what makes Jimmy unique is he's not... He's like a seventh-year guy now. He was in the league for a while when he didn't play. And then the injury last year caused him not to play. He just hasn't played that much. Guy, even when you factor in tonight, all the games he's played, even with preseason, all those years with with, uh, the Patriots, probably has like Mm -hmm. 20 career games. And in those preseason games, you know, some of them he was getting three or four series. Maybe some of them he was getting... Five, maybe a couple, two. You know, that year he was starting for Tom, maybe a little less. He really hasn't played that much. Like, Baker Mayfield has started more NFL games than Jimmy Garoppolo. Derek Carr, last year, did he miss a game with Gruden? Or did he start every game? He might have missed one game, but I think he did miss Uh, one game, didn't he? Because what's-his-name from Florida State had to start one game. Or was that two years ago? Yeah, yeah. Whatever. I mean, Derek's... Think how much more football Derek Carr has played in the NFL. And they came into the NFL at the same time. It ain't even close. So, there's just... And Derek was a huge learning curve. Hell, he's still learning. I I just... I think what's crazy about Jimmy is the expectations were so high. And I'm guilty because I started calling him like a top five quarterback ability. And it's like, shit, I mean, are we sure? (laughs) And I think when we look back over those five games, I still believe in his talent. But I think EJ might have been two years ago. It was two years ago. The Niners don't have a legitimate number one receiver. So at the end of the day, you don't have a security blanket beside Kittle, which Kittle helps. But like Matt Ryan's always had like Tony Gonzalez and Julio, you know, Antonio Brown and Le'Veon. Like the Niners got one legit dude. Then they got just a bunch of other players. So they don't have even when what happened when Jimmy started in New England. Well, I don't know. He threw to Gronk and Edelman. And, J- and James White. Hey, I promise you this, Kyle Shanahan, the GM, hasn't provided that with this team. Like, where's were Jalen Hurd and uh, Debo Samuel in with those guys? Or is he still rolling out Marquise Goodwin? Like, Kyle, I'm tired of seeing Marquise Goodwin. That's another thing. Can you play Can you play Jalen Hurd with the big boys? Let a guy make some goddamn plays. So is, is, is Jimmy not, I'm not making excuses for Jimmy, but because tonight he was awful. There's no way around it. But his skill guys... Okay. Who's his second best skill guy? Kyle Juszczyk? Um, Telvin Coleman? Yeah, I mean, in theory, in this offense, it might be just whoever the running back is, right? And their running backs are going to be fine. You can tell right away, right? Those guys are good. Their running backs are going to be fine. 
they're going to need Jimmy to be... Jimmy has to be good for them to be good. Like, Jimmy can't just be, like, solid. If Jimmy's solid, this is a six-win team. If Jimmy's a borderline Pro Bowl, then that's how they make the, you know, have a legitimate squad and compete for the playoffs. Yeah. If Jimmy is not Pro Bowl level, I think it's safe to say this team has no chance. You agree with that statement? No chance to compete. Pro Bowl, uh, yeah, I mean, I would say this. If he's not Pro Bowl level, then everything else has to go right because of their margin. If he's just if he's a level below Pro Bowl level, then everything has to like they got to play good defense, they got to run the football, everyone's got to be healthy, and just the odds of that are not high. What are the chances their DBs are going to be good this year, guy? Yeah, I mean, did that even like Emmanuel Sanders has not played a game since he tore his Achilles? I don't know about you, but Emmanuel Sanders looked like Jerry Rice tonight. I mean, just smoking dudes. You kill a Weatherspoon, not that good. He's just not. Yeah, well, that one's been. But that but that's their starting corner guy. I know. No, no, no. I'm not arguing with you. I'm just saying that's not breaking news. No, I, well, I know, but that's who they're rolling out. Uh, you had a list of positives, you said? Uh, list would be strong. I had two positives. I thought Kwaski kind of flashed. And that, to me, the one other DB. Until he got helped off. Was that before or after he got uh, helped before off Before he got helped off the field. Well, he didn't get helped. He just walked yeah, off. He walked with off. The, I mean. You know, he's only got, I think, two season-ending injuries in the past. So, it's not like injuries play a big part of his career. When he was on the field today, and clearly I think he's healthy until he got helped off the field or whatever, he is a good player. Like, you feel his impact. To me, besides Sherman, he's the only other guy you feel his impact. And say what you want about this guy. He's not a, he's not Bradley Chubb as a pass rusher. Solomon he Thomas? He is excellent against the run. He is a powerful... Is that what you're yeah, talking he's about? He's a powerful Solly? motherfucker at the line. Because he doesn't just, like, run stops. He's, like, driving guys back. He's a really good run stopper. What I've been saying it forever. If you said, like... God, they got that guy in the fourth round? That's a pick. Like, the draft was, God, you got him in the fourth and Kittle in the in the fifth? Woo! Johnny Lynch! You took him what? Third? Third third pick in the third round? No, third overall. Third overall in the in the draft? You, you see the video I sent you just now? That that uh, on Twitter, I'm sure some of you listening saw, saw this. Ian Williams, former 49er. D. Lyman tweeted it. And y'all were saying, what about at Solly90? Now keep in mind, this play is happening at the end of the second quarter with a minute left, so I'm not sure what the state of the O-line for Denver well, is. Well, guy, Denver doesn't have a great offensive line to start. But just look at the play, John. Flash. Flash play. Okay, let me pull that up. Yeah. Toss the guy. It's hard to tell. Sometimes they trip, but yeah. Again, Solomon Thomas is a solid rotational defensive lineman. No one, no one's arguing like he's a, to me, he's not a bust. Like he's not out of the league. He's going to have a 10 year career. 100%. He's going to play in the NFL for a long time. Plus he's only, he's young. But the Niners admitted guy, they doubled down, said he wasn't good enough. They went and got Bosa and they went and got D Ford. They told you he wasn't good enough. It's not whatever, regardless what our opinion is. Who? Who and who, John? John, uh, well, those guys make the trip. So I, but I, I do think it's healthy, and you read the story about him. It wasn't really, I thought the story was about him. It turned out to be about, about Lynch being a TED Talker and Kyle hating the scouts. But the part about Solomon Thomas, if you're a human, kind of just, and I've been as critical as anyone over the first couple of years, just kind of yanks at your heart a little bit. You're like, wow, I, I don't know if I knew quite knew the extent. I, I think you probably knew more about it than me. I, I did not know. 
I, I for whatever reason, I had whenever I'd see the story at Gloucester, I didn't quite understand what happened. And when you read about his sister, and just you're like, whoa, yeah, it was pretty bad. Yeah, yeah, no, but I, very. but I, but the thing with Solomon Thomas, he plays hard. Like he has never since he's been in the NFL not played hard. Right? He runs around. He's always his arms are moving. He's always chasing. It's not from. You don't watch Solomon Thomas. You go, God. You know what? If he could just get that motor running, right? Fire up that motor. That's no. His motor's fine. I, I his greatest attribute is his motor. You notice Bradley Chubb? Get that motor running. <laughs> you notice Bradley Chubb? Head out on the highway. Notice Bradley well, Chubb because his motor runs while he's doing sweet shit around the offensive lineman. Well, this whole team's motor runs. That this Denver defense is there like they like you said to me is there they just might be really really good on defense and maybe they're okay on offense you want you want to get into Denver after we tell people about Legacy Box John Legacy Box it's great to have him on the podcast uh, LegacyBox.com slash ham uh, I know the Habermans have a, just boxes of VHS tapes and old photos um, those VHS tapes hold like my childhood on them my my late grandparents, right? Like every, all that stuff is there, and I want it to last. And that's where Legacy Box comes into play. Legacy Box sends you a box, easy to follow instructions, safety barcodes for every option, whatever you have. If it's photos, if it's like aging film reels, if you go way back, if you're our age, it's probably old camcorder tapes. You put it in, you label it, you send it. That's all going to come back digitized. Um, you know, lost memories, no longer lost, ready to be seen again. You're not worried about trying to find a VHS player, no VCRs. Future generations have this family history. It's on you to preserve the family well, history. Well, to me, guy. And uh, Legacy Box is here to it's help It's simple. You. Just become the family hero. You know, your mom, your grandma. We grew up in a generation where we would take home videos. Where our, our parents, how many family friends of yours you'd go over and they'd have that, they'd have the photo albums. Everywhere I went, yeah. the photo albums, they used to be a staple of a 1991 home. You'd walk in and boom, photo albums. Well, what those photo albums now are in some closet in the garage, and your mom's on her MacBook Pro or her Dell, and you can become the family hero. Get Legacy Box right now, and guy, we're giving you a deal. Because you take those, you send it, and they digitize it to you. Because there's never been a time to digitally preserve your memories better than right now. You visit Legacy Box. Dot com today to get started. Plus, for a limited time, they're offering our listeners a discount. Go to LegacyBox.com slash ham and get 40% slash off ham. your first order. LegacyBox.com slash ham. Save 40% today. Somebody asked me for old photos the other day. I realized they were they were physical photos. Well, there's no, what am I supposed to take a photo of the photo? It doesn't look I good. Know. Legacy Box solves that problem. For all the future, there's going to be future weddings and celebrations and you want all that stuff ready to roll uh i mean come on they're, they're really they don't say you do use this as a gift but I, yeah. it'd be an incredible for your mom your grandma your dad work. that they'll love it all the work done by hand right here in the usa they give you updates along the way and you get all of your recorded all your stuff all the originals you get it all back of course get started preserving your past to legacybox.com slash ham save 40 percent today we appreciate the support um yeah just a couple other things Denver? What do you think? Well, I think it's kind of a good transition into, I mean, this is a Raiders Monday night opponent. One thing is clear with Denver. They have, they might have the best defensive end pass rushing tandem in the league. I, I think you'd be hard-pressed to name a better one. Because you just think about who are the best pass rushers in the league. 
Well, Clowney's holding out. Him and Watt are pretty damn good. Mack and whoever is pretty damn good. Aaron Donald and Fowler's pretty damn good. But you'd go, Von Miller is everyone's equal, right? Like Mack and Donald, he's right on that level. And it sure looks like early in his second year, especially when you go, well, he won- he had 12 sacks last year. What's he going to do now with Fangio? Sky the limit for Bradley Chubb? <laughs> because, geez, Louise. <laughs> like, has Solomon ever had a pass rush like those two he had? Honest to God. like, And he was the fifth pick of the draft. And again, I'm not trying to be mean to Solomon. I'm just saying, like, that is what a top five pass rusher is supposed to look like, right? right. Especially by year two. You just you shouldn't be able to play a game or watch a game and not feel his presence. Like Colton Miller, mm-hmm. week one for John Gruden. That's that's a pretty big assignment, guy. Because you're like, well Was that the I I guess you could have Trent Brown in theory, just Trent Brown's got Vaughn Miller, right? He's not gonna need any tight end help. The play might be to just put the tight end next to Colton Miller the whole time. Six man protections. Would you ever consider traveling your your tackle like a cornerback? Uh, yeah, if they could both play both, but Colton Miller can't play right tackle. Well, I mean, the, the problem is the D lineman can just move to the other side. You can't keep shifting your tackle. What if you could just? What if you could just take Colton Miller? You know, like what a cryotherapy is, but what's the thing called where they just duplicate a human? They, I mean, they don't actually exist, but like in the movies. Where yeah. They just double like if you just got two Trent Browns. Were you clone like multiplicity? Yes. So clone Trent Brown. That's what in a perfect world you'd want two Trent Browns, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, but the problem with the Broncos is you only had one good tackle. Well, they'd always have a guy on the opposite side. That's like the problem with the Bears. They're like, well, Khalil's on the left side tonight. Well, they got these seven other guys on the other side. What the hell are we gonna do? That's what the Broncos feel like. Didn't it feel like the orange was just flying? You're right. They were just looked like they were going at warp speed. The Ni- looked like the Broncos of old, honestly. Yeah, the Niners have. Do you know what I was reading today? Is one thing that Elway is really high on is Fangio's been putting them through like three hour practices. <laughs> and I guess someone asked him because the Niners played music at their practice when they were coming for the joint practice if he would let the music happen for the joint practices. And his response was right. absolutely not. I saw that. <laughs> So I, uh, I don't know. I mean, I now at home Monday night game, the Broncos were really fired up. But why wouldn't the Niners have been fired up for this game? Like, who are they? Yeah, I, I don't know. get it. You like the Broncos or uh, the Raiders Week One? Well, so I, we did a lot of stuff on our last on the pod from earlier today on Antonio Brown. Let's do one quick addendum. Uh, he has tweeted. He tweeted, uh, as we're doing this, about 30 minutes ago. At AB. At a, I just sent you the tweet, if you haven't seen it. It just says, boomish. And it's a picture of him dunking on a goalpost. And then uh, pre, pre, uh, pre-game Cardinals. And then uh, there's also Florio tweeted that he's filing a grievance with the NFL about the helmet. So. That was pretty sweet. It was a sweet dunk. Because it's kind of hard to dunk. I mean, he's like 5'9", five 5'10". Five but like we were talking before we started recording this, there is a clear situation that will occur, which is the Raiders will practice. Tomorrow. I think they had the day, and they we had know, the day off today. So they're practicing tomorrow at Alameda, guy. And what do we know about practice, John? That's when all the players attend and they wear these things called football pads. Shoulder pads, potentially sometimes leg pads. 
but they always, whether it's a walkthrough or whether it's a full practice, they have this thing that they call a helmet that they wear. A helmet. So will Antonio Brown be at practice tomorrow? Because he can file grievances. Do you know what happens, guy, in the offseason when guys are fighting suspensions? They still practice at OTAs. They don't like, well, I'm filing a grievance. I'm going to be out for a couple weeks fighting this grievance. You don't actually do anything. You just file the grievance out of your hand. It's like, you know when someone sues someone, usually your lawyer does that stuff. You don't actually stop working. You know, they deal with, you know, depending on court cases, you might not even have to attend court for certain stuff, right? Like your lawyer is like, yeah, we filed this. And most people, whatever their business is, they're like, okay, we're at work working. You know, right. you can file the grievance and fight while you're practicing. Now, the question would be, because the, the equipment guy has been told he cannot wear a non-certified helmet. So, A.B., I don't know his paint job. He can't sneak a helmet onto the field, even though that would be pretty funny if he tried to pull that off tomorrow. I would imagine they would like him to just try out the newer helmet and see if he could get a little comfortable with it. I don't know, just... Just in case, guy, they keep saying no, and that's his only option. Wouldn't you say that would probably start being a good idea? Because there, there's a chance if he's unwilling to play the new helmet, there are no other helmet options, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. Are, are, like is he I don't this? know. If you, do you think a lot of guys in the league have other, like, newer helmets from the last three or four years that are okay, that are playing with? Or would you imagine that most guys are playing with the old helmet? Or, excuse me, the new helmet? Uh, well, I think it, I, cause I assume everyone's playing with a new helmet, but I, maybe I'm wrong. Yeah. But I mean, like, I, I think there are a ton of helmets that are newer than his helmet that are, that look like they're just, you know, when you look, you see all these dudes, there's a bunch of different helmets that are clearly newer than his helmet. So I don't think it's one new helmet per se, cause you have options of different helmets, whatever Did you, you like. Did you say on the first pod that you had read that he was using the helmet from his rookie year? Yeah. So he had, I said that a few days or ago. Yeah, but so he's been using his helmet from his rookie year forever. That's what, yeah, maybe it's the same model. I, I think it's the same helmet. Is what, I think I read that a few, like last week yeah, or something. Yeah, that makes sense. But he's not wearing the same shoes from his rookie year. Maybe he is. My question, did he just is he? did he just bring in like blank shells from the Steelers or just have them paint over, you'd imagine? I always, again, I've, it's a great I've question. spent some time in know. locker rooms. Most guys just leave their helmet there. Like it's their helmet is not, they just leave their shit in their locker. Like you're not taking their helmet home. That's what was even kind of weird. Like Brady messes with the balls like that. Most guys just leave their shit. The equipment guys handle it all. It's just there for you, and it's not there for you when you don't need it. it just sits in your locker. So what a locker is. You just leave your shit there, and no one's no one's allowed to go in. Like it's a professional environment. This isn't like the Wild Wild West. No one's going to steal your shit. You just leave it there. It's okay. And your your highly valuables they they have a little uh, they have a little safe there for you if you need it. But like your helmet and your pads, like no one shares their pad. It just stays. It feels like he treated his helmet. He had a bond with his helmet. You think he carried it in like a bowling ball bag? Is there a chance that he had a bond with the helmet, unlike any player in the history of the league, for whatever weird reason? Because it kind of feels like that. Which I that yeah, where did, I don't right. hold it did against. Did he bring a Steelers helmet and get it painted? That's a million dollar question. Say that again. Uh, sorry, I, I was watching CJ Beathard just airmail a ball. No, no, Johnny, he's throwing it away. Played a little under the down. Mistake free football. Kyle looks like he's about to have a hernia or heart attack. 
Bathard, good read. Good read. Defender. Angle. God, this is a smart play. I, every time I've looked up so far away. in the second half, it, I've just seen disaster. <laughs> this has been a clinic by Fangio. Oh, big hole. Oh, John, first down. Go, go, go. I mean, come on. You're, you're ahead of me. Oh, you're right. Was that a touchdown? I told you Kyle's offense would get going. Mostert, John. Unstoppable. You're ahead of me. Oh, because I rewound probably to like make a picture or something and talk shit. All right. Um, uh, what I was saying was the, the million dollar. You asked a great question, which is, did he bring a Steelers helmet and get it repainted? I think he had to have, right? Because where would he have got? The Raiders wouldn't have given him the shitty helmet. They wouldn't have been allowed to. Unless maybe when he first got there, he asked. They didn't think anything of it. There, you know what I think of? There was a there was this I, brand I, called Forty Seven. I, I think he brought a helmet or helmet. You ever heard of Forty Seven brand? You've probably seen it. Forty Seven brand. Just like t-shirts, hats. Just a brand. Kinda, clothing brand. Like cool stuff. Like sport. It's just like giant. Like Giants. It's just like sport. They just do sports gear. Yeah. And um, they used to have these t-shirts. They have these. They had these t-shirts that were just. I liked them. They were just right. And I was in this local, I was in this store that had them like you know with logos on them, and the owner of the store told me they're they're gonna stop those t-shirts. I just had blanks. Those t-shirts they're not gonna they're changing to a different kind of t-shirt. So I went online and I bought like five or six just black plain tees before they sold out of them. I wonder if AB just has a closet of just when he knew that model was ending, just bought like. But the problem is, you know, ten years ago, whatever, bought like six. Of black them. plain tees just fit you perfectly. Yeah, they just fit. They just fit right. Yeah. You know, the collar is good. They just fit right. Um, and I wish I'd bought fifteen, not six. Like where do you, where you do know? you wear them? Just like around the house, or like for work, or undershirts? No, just ev- no. They're just t-shirts, like everywhere. Would you say it's like your daily outfit? I would say it's by far and away the most common thing I wear. Well, I mean, you don't go like a week without wearing putting at least one shirt on. Right. Yeah. So you're right. Multiple You're days. right. You regret not buying 20 of them then, right? Yeah. I'm not getting taller. It's not like I'm going to grow out of yeah. them. You're right. He, he I've got I've got so I've got four uh I've got three with the tags still on them. I haven't rotated them in yet. Wow. You know? Why? Cuz when you wash them do they shrink? Well, I don't yeah uh yeah, but I don't dry them because I want them to stay looking as What do you do? Hang new do as you possible. hang dry them? Just hang them. I need these things to last, yeah, John. That's true. So they're just, they don't even make them anymore. You're Correct. right. There is a chance once AB started getting good, like 14, 15, or once he realized, like, I'm going to be in the NFL for a while, he just bought up like 10 helmets. Because if you do something for a living, like, if you found something you really like, you like those pens, right? You like the, the pilot pen, but you like it a certain very, don't you like the point ten? What's your pen? 0. .38. .38. Like, I get the 7, and it's yeah. not quite fine enough. How many pens do you have at all times, like, in your house? A ton? Uh, yeah, I buy, the, I buy like, I'll buy, like, a pack of, like, five of those black pens. Yeah. I mean, would you say that if I, if I was just in your house alone, was just searching around, I'd be able to come across, like, ten of them? Yeah, I like to be able to grab them in different yeah, spots. Yeah, so you got them all over the place. There's two. If I have the over by the back, there's one in the back. you use it a lot for taking notes for whatever. It's part of your profession. So it just his helmet. One thing I think we're finding out means a shitload to him. Is there a chance that his helmet means more to him than like his cleats and his gloves? Like, yeah. Like I, I, I would imagine that his helmet, for whatever reason, on that individual player, just means everything to him. Like, like, like Tiger with a putter or something. You know. 
What do they always say it's about like taking Tiger? Away the like belly the one thing when you fit Tiger, it's always intimidating for club fitters because he can feel like every quarter, like I don't even know what the weight is, but he can just if something's a little off, millimeter here, an extra weight here, he can feel it. Unlike a lot of other players, no different than like probably Brady with the footballs. Like everyone has our quirks professionally well, that we thrive off of. Like I love these. Have you? Like I love these uh, these notebooks that I get. I don't even yeah. know why, because I don't like them that much, but I just get them now. They're just part of my routine. You just feel good about it. You just, just order yeah. them. What are they called? Do you still order them? They're called a computation book from Tops. All because... No, I used to order a different brand. My brand was... Um, I've got a few of them. I don't, Be- I don't know the brand. They've got one. Yeah, they're sweet. I, I mean, I and just... My, I, I have a different one, but it's a grid. You, yeah, grid paper. Ed Manowitz, when he got like there from paper. Alabama to the Eagles... And he was like, everyone uses Alabama. And then everyone in the Eagles started using them. And then I just skipped order them. I just copy what smart people do. So if smart people do it, I'll just copy you. Even if it doesn't work that Ro- well for me, I'll just integrate it into my plan. Yeah. Mine is Rhoda or Rhodia. Wrote R-H-O-D-I-A, I think. Um, you know what I'd heard about? You know that brand, the golf brand Mura? M-I-U-R-A? I've never heard of it. You've, probably, you've seen it. They make clubs. And they, some guys have the logo. The logo looks like a Trident M. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You've seen it, but the story is that like early on, like Tiger won a few tournaments early, like Prime Tiger. He was a t- he had Titleist clubs, but they were actually Mura clubs that Titleist had ordered from Mura, rebranded with Titleist logos on it. But he- so they weren't actually they were like I don't know, but they didn't make that many of them. And somebody asked Mura like, "Is the rumor true?" Because I guess Tiger's never confirmed it, and they were just like. Uh, uh, you know, we, we made a handful. We made, they only made like a hundred of those sets for Titleist. We don't know where they went. We can't speak to that, but so for Titleist, it was worth probably it. paying a shitload of money to get that, to make sure you got it. Cause they say that that club, apparently like the way they make it, it's just, you could like, if like you can feel like there's, there's an extra step they do to eliminate any possibility of like a bubble being anywhere within the face of the club. An air bubble of any sort. You know, the, rea- the so reality, though, probably the, the, is... The, the purest of the pure, the truest of the true. You know, if you polled 100 guys on tour, maybe five of them could tell the difference, right? But is Tiger one well, of those he guys? 100% is. Just like if you have all these quarterbacks throwing balls, how many of them would have really, like... Clearly the ball to Brady meant something. But then uh, once they start stopped deflating him, he wasn't really faced, so maybe not. I think I think it's more of a mental case. Like Antonio, and this is what I would imagine, unless they've had talks with him, that they're a little nervous about. Like Antonio, there is a chance that you have to wear this 2019 model. Like that might be your only option. So can we start practicing with that model, please? For the love of God, can we just just in case just in case you lose yeah, because w- your fifth appeal? <laughs> yeah. It's so far it's not going well. And I'm reading the writing on the wall, and it seems like they want this thing to not go your way, <laughs> yeah. just based on all the times they've denied the appeal and the helmet. Now, if he has a down year, do you think he'll blame it on the helmet? I, I, I mean, John, like, will he ever admit, like, week 15? You know, i got to tell you, I don't notice the difference anymore. How does Robert Solis stay so tan? Well, well I do man. know how. He doesn't wear a hat at the practice field, so he's... The key is, does he, what does he do? Like, what's the chest the chest tone, uh, tone compared to the, the, the head shape. Well, if you had to guess, does he put sunscreen on when he goes out to practice? 
Oh, I hope so. I, I do mean, too, but I, I don't know for sure. I would think. I mean, he might just be naturally darker. You know? Well, yeah. He's got. He's got a great. He's great skin tone. All right. Second pot of the day. Okay. We do work. Ease.com, promo code ham, legacybox.com slash ham, sleepnumber.com slash ham. Pay the bills, people. Later. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.